What's up, ghoul kids? Welcome back to another episode of the Ghoulish Gallery with your host, Tasha, me, and so far, Journey is actually minding his own business in the other room. Each week, I have a guest from a different location here to tell us about their local spooks, haunted places, cryptids, urban legends, all that good stuff. And this week, we have horror author Evie Knight talking about Savannah, Georgia. So we're kind of neighbors-ish. Yeah. So... And thank you for coming on. I'm yeah, super excited. Thanks to for have having me. More local-ish people. Right. So how long how long have you been writing for? Um, I have been writing, like seriously writing, for only probably about five years, I wanna say. Um, because so I wanted to be a writer pretty much since maybe sixth grade, um, when I discovered Stephen King. And <laughs> Um, right like everybody that's Stephen King is like everybody's story right that's everyone's origin story um better goosebumps yeah right yeah goosebumps too I miss goosebumps I was too old Mm. so when when goosebumps came out it was my younger brother reading it um but you know I read them too because hey they were fun but I missed it I was a little too old for goosebumps but um yeah so I I love the way he wrote and I loved how you know, how he could take words and like scare you with them. And I really wanted to do that too. Um, but you know, moms are always like, well, you know, maybe have backup plan. Maybe you can do something else and then you can write on the side, but like, maybe you should have something more, you know, <laughs> and I had always said, um, maybe I would, I'd go to, <laughs> I always thought maybe I'd go to medical school. And huh. so, uh, yeah, she really kind of pushed it and I'm not like not not blaming my mom that I became a doctor but I did so I did that and when you're in medical school there really is no time to do anything Mm -hmm. like you can't read for pleasure you can't write or anything and I just kept telling myself someday 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 it was like on my bucket list you know Mm -hmm. and then once I was like in practice and I had my own thing going on and I was kind of settled in and all my training was done I was like okay now if you're ever going to do it now's the time and um so I just kind of started trying to write every day just to see if I could do it. And I started a blog and then it kind of through that blog met some other writers and they encouraged me to join like the horror writers association and go to their conferences and meet people in the business. And, and then I ended up meeting um, a wonderful, wonderful guy named Michael Arnzen. And he is a horror writer as well, but also he is a professor at Seton Hill University and they have an MFA um, in writing popular fiction. And it was a uh, low residency, meaning that most of it was done online. I only had to go like once a week. So I figured I think I can do it. I'll use my vacation time to go to school, you know, once a semester and uh, and do that. So I did that. I got my MFA. And oh my um, and as part of that, you had to write a, a a novel like instead of writing a thesis for your graduate studies we wrote a novel and um so I wrote that and then I played around with that for about a year after I graduated and, and ended up being the fourth whore which was my Bram Stoker award-winning debut novel and so that really you know the fact that I came out of the gates kind of yeah. heavy I'm like oh then I was hooked I was just like I love it and so now yeah so now I just um, it's anytime I have free, if I'm off, you know, I, I really changed my, my whole, um, professional career kind of has, has changed to make sure that I have time to write. So I'm oh. doing a whole different sort of version of medicine right now where I work 24 hour shifts, but for like 
maybe six to eight days a, a month. And then the rest of the days I'm off. Uh-huh. And so those days are the days I use to write. So it's kind of nice. Now I'm like 50, 50 and uh, it's giving me a lot more time. So it's pretty fast. Oh my gosh. So the hospital that I worked at when I lived in New York was a teaching hospital. So we got to see like the fellowships and the residency mm-hmm. yeah. and all that good and stuff. Yeah. And you always see them like these deep bags under their eyes and yes. like, I have permanent bags under my eyes now. So the fact that you made it through medical school and then turned around and got and got another degree is like <laughs> insane. <laughs> I yeah, I it's definitely a problem. Like it's not a healthy thing and I don't recommend it because it's, it's kind of it's a real bad thing to do. Like I I don't sleep and like I, I've gotten to a point where I, I've driven myself to a point really where it's really hard for me to relax because I'm so used to Being all of that, that it's really hard, like to not sit there and start having these guilt complexes coming in and like, Oh, you should be writing. You should be researching your next book. You should be outlining something. So yeah. I don't recommend that, that plan <laughs> at all, yeah, that, but it worked for me. Whew. That alone sounds horrifying. Like <laughs> right? it's its own horrors, or I should, <laughs> yeah, I should write that. I should write it. Yeah, it's its own horror story for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. So aside from reading and writing, are mm-hmm. you like horror movies and stuff too? I do like horror movies. I, I tend to like, it's, I'm not a big like splatter, gore, uh, like slasher horror movie. Mm-hmm. I, I like the ones that really make you think. And so I tend to find the ones on Shutter that are sort of like really deep ones or I like, count to my friends like look at my friends what they're what they're watching what they recommend so I'm not one that like goes to the theater and sees everything that comes out but yeah um, I do I like a good horror movie like if you can scare me and it's not just a bunch of slash or yeah like I don't know I need my villains to have a good reason for what they're doing and mm-hmm. um, but yeah yeah storyline yeah my do you want to have you seen Barbarian <gasps> oh my god that is you? my favorite movie this whole year. Like I right same. Oh. It blew me away. Like I really went into it not having really a clue what it was about. I knew I knew that like I knew the people that were going to be in it, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know much and I was trying to avoid it because I kept hearing good things about it. It blew me away. Like every oh, expectation yeah. you have, you know, like when you go into a horror movie and you watched a million of them, you have expectations like, oh God, why are you? Do- oh my God, don't do that. Yeah. And then, oh my God, it just keeps blowing your mind. Every, every time you think you got it, it blows your mind again. It, I agree. Best it was, movie this year. It was insane. Absolutely. And so I good. felt like, cause sometimes horror comedy is hit or miss for me. Right. Um, but the way that they danced on that line was just. Yes. Absolutely. perfect it I saw it in theaters twice because I it's so good I just had to I um, don't blame you I would watch it again in a second I would have watched it right from the like just started right over it was so so good and, like you want to go back and look at all the nuances and see like did I like, could I have picked this up sooner you know, oh yeah God. and the casting is perfect because it casted yes. people who you expect to to act a certain way and then you know it's the opposite that also yeah exactly <laughs> I love it. I, just, I love, love, I love it. I can't, I can't. Yeah. Can't and I don't know how they did such a good job of like when they were advertising and stuff, right. like they kept it on the down low. They didn't they do totally anything. Did. Right. So, I'm like, what is this barbarian movie we talking about? I'm like, barbarian? Do I really want to see it? But then everyone's like, you gotta see it. You gotta see it. That's all I'm telling you. Go see it. And I just 
blew my mind so it's it's yeah. my favorite and I'm so glad yeah. I signed up for HBO Max back in like January mm-hmm. and I've hardly used it at all yeah but the day it came out streaming I was like I'm gonna yes. watch it again <laughs> yes so 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 good yeah oh, absolutely I love it so yeah. much and even Shutter, I feel like has been really good this year yeah. it's like a lot of the yeah. did you see um what Josiah saw no I haven't oh that's okay that's let me write it down yeah what about speak no evil did you watch that yes on shut oh another one that was like that was oh brutal. god no 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 the whole time i'm like no 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 yes it was what one of the that? most like socially awkward cringy agree like who, like uh, yeah these uh, horrible horrible social situation <laughs> that these people have put themselves in like you feel sorry for them, but at the same time, you're like, this is but, your own fault. What are at you their doing? one point, at one point, you're like, okay, you guys, stop going along. Like you have to do something. <laughs> yeah, agree totally. So yeah. no, but I'm checking out what Josiah saw. Yeah, what Josiah saw, right? On Shutter. Yeah, I love it. It was really okay. good. Um, there's okay. another one where casting is like on point. I love it. I love when they do that to you. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, God, now you got me talking about barbarian. I don't remember. I know. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I can do that too. We can talk about that all night. Oh my gosh. I absolutely could. Yeah. And I, okay. I'm going to have to mark this as spoilers because I just, I need to have this conversation. I was just thinking about that too. Like, (laughs) oh God, are we giving spoilers away? Just by talking about the casting, it's like you're giving spoilers away. Yeah. No. I'm so excited. Um, I got to take off my sweatshirt. (laughs) I'm getting so like, ah. I like I hyped it up so much after I had seen it the first time. One of my other friends went to see it and she's not like a huge horror fan, but Mm -hmm. she's usually we're on the same page with stuff and she was like yeah I I didn't like it I was like what and she was like yeah she was like you know I just expected it to be more than like an inbred woman who doesn't know any better and I was like ah but you're simplifying it to such a basic level I because mean, that's the thing. Like you got this villain who you almost can sympathize with. Like, yeah, I love it when you have this com- complicated, ambiguous feeling about the the killer. Like, th- I love that. Like, it makes me question my own morality. Like, yeah, yeah, I want that. Like, and I love that. I was so confused. Like the first time I saw it, because you know they, it felt like when they flashed to Justin Long driving down right age, it's like that was really long for like an opening scene. That can't just be like, what is happening? Yeah, you're like, how is this connect? Or is this like, I, I thought it was going to be like a, a, like three little vignettes of something, you know what I mean? Like, okay, this little story. And then is this in the future? Is he going to be going to this guest house now? Like what? So yeah, when they tied it all, oh my gosh. Uh, it was brilliant. And I, I love Richard Brake. Like I yeah. absolutely adore him. And he just plays the villain so well. Yeah. yeah. So it just like the whole. Yeah. I don't oh, want to yeah. say he conflict, was... but like when Justin mm-hmm. Long, because obviously he's like a total scumbag. Right. So when right. he's confronted with like how much worse things are and all of a sudden yeah. he's got like a sense of morality, I'm like, bro, yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. But the tape exactly. measure, <laughs> I right? died. It, like, I, I know, I'm like, <laughs> now you're just playing with me, right? Because you like all the things you're like, not but like stop that what are you doing you know right yeah can you count great. basement square footage oh. when <laughs> yes <laughs> that was the best like what an idiot so such so a dope yeah uh, and they just the whole atmosphere in general mm-hmm. like 
the shots, the lighting, right. like everything yes. was just, yeah. I don't know how anybody I did. know. It, I agree. It's just beautiful. Lovely. Chef's kiss. Oh, I know. I am sad that Bill <laughs> got killed though. Cause me was- too. Cause but like so for once he got a chance to be a good guy right you're like, like, oh, but at oh, the same time like, the first time i saw it i was questioning him i was like oh he's pushing this way too hard he's yeah, overdoing exactly. it like he's, yeah oh the poor dude like you don't work for motown <laughs> like, <laughs> i know i was like really what you're lying there's no you're way. lying <laughs> she was so good at like yeah it was it was using so using her common sense Mm-hmm. like when she first opens the yeah the door and she lights it up and she's like mm, nope mm-hmm. yep <laughs> yeah she's like not doing it smart choice good job yep yep oh, okay <sighs> i feel better now <laughs> at our fangirling <laughs> moment oh so much fangirling i <laughs> i am just it is legit my favorite yeah, I, I totally same so good. smile wasn't bad i um, haven't seen that one yet i keep i keep seeing people talk about it but yeah. I don't know. Even like the picture from like makes me cringe a little bit. I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't know. But then I think it seems like I feel like I already know kind of, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's like barbarian, but hmm. you get the feeling like ah, I think I know what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like nothing's going to wow me after watching barbarian at this point. But... I agree. Right. <laughs> agree. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was all right. I mean, it, there was still there was a lot of jump scares. Um, yeah they, i'll check it out i feel like they rely on that a lot but yeah overall though it's i don't regret watching it so okay good to know uh, okay so savannah yes what, <laughs> what do we have down in savannah well you know it's one of america's most haunted cities and it's it really has been here uh as a city for a long long time it was founded in like 1733 um and so it has a lot of history and being in the South and being on the water, it unfortunately has a very poor history in like the slave trade. And so you have a lot of um, buildings down on the r- riverfront, especially that house slaves when they first came in and where they had the slave auctions. And so there's a lot of, a lot of ghost activity there, a lot of um, unrest, sadness. Yeah. Um, which I don't, you know, I struggle sometimes with the the tourism part of that because I feel like, God, it's such a horrible, embarrassing moment in our in our history to mm-hmm. to utilize as I don't know. So I, I kind of I, I don't I haven't really dug much into it just because it's like, man, can we just leave it like be its its own thing and like give it its respect. Hi, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> We had enough of chewing on chewing on toys, so it's um yeah. So I get into like the other like I like the 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 stories of of other things. So um, Mm. when I first got here and being a a horror writer, I had to take a couple uh, ghost tours. So I did a couple. I did like one super touristy one, you know, where you get on a uh, tour bus with everybody and you ride around, you just hear stories about things. And um, one story that I, I that has stuck with me and I, I really, really want to dig into it more um, that, uh, and even like reading into it online, there's lots of different sort of versions of exactly what happened. But um, in, in Savannah, there's a lot 
I forget. I want to say there's 22 um, built in like park squares in the city. So with the, the city planner um, planned it out. So that there would always be these little parks all scattered throughout the city. So they, they're little squares and they all have different names. And one of them is Wright Square. And mm -hmm. Wright Square at the time when Savannah was, was first discovered was known as the Hanging Square because that's where they had the oh. permanent gallows set up. <laughs> and um, the very first woman in Georgia was hung there. And uh, her name was Alice Riley. And she had she was Irish and she came over in one of the like early groups to come over um, to establish this settlement in, in Savannah. And um, she became an indentured servant uh, because she was a poor Irish gal, which unfortunately a lot of Irish um, did. Mm -hmm. uh, and so very young, 15, 17, under 20 for sure. Like lots of different accounts give you different ages. Um, but she got here and, it, and then there's, whether or not she came with a man named uh, Richard White, um, whether she came with him as like a common law husband or she met him as a co-indentured servant, I'm, it depends on what where you read. Mm -hmm. um, but the two of them were assigned to this horrible, horrible cattle farmer, cattle rancher guy named William Wise. And he, he kind of snuck over in the first place. No one really liked him back in England. And they didn't really want him here. But so they made this rule that you couldn't come over unless you were married. Um, so he like, again, this is all how much of this is actual true. So the story is that he hired a prostitute to, to pretend to be his wife. And that's how he got over here. And then when he got over here, he drove everyone nuts. And he was like this gross, lecherous old man. And he just, no one liked him so they sent him off on like to an island out in the water off of savannah um and told him well there you can farm there because no one liked him and didn't want him to <laughs> so here comes this poor young pretty young girl and her oh no co-indentured servant at that time whether or not they were in a relationship i don't know but they both get assigned to him and he sees her and of course he's all like oh yeah it's perfect i own her so i can do whatever i want and so he and he's not super healthy either. He's a gross old man. So he tells her, you have to bathe me and brush my hair. And you have to like pick crumbs of food out of my beard. And like, oh, and then like all these gross, horrible things. And so like made her do this. And, and then this, and then her boyfriend, Richard White, um, her, you know, he loves her. Right. But she's being sexually assaulted and all the, you know, forced upon by this gross old man. So they decide enough is enough. They're going to kill him. And so one day they're getting ready to do this, his sponge bath in bed. And the boyfriend comes up and like chokes him with a handkerchief. And then she plunges his head into the bath water, like the little bin of bath water. And then they take off. But then um, they find out like the, the town people find out that this guy's been murdered and they hunt them down. And like, you'd think they'd just be happy. Like, right. This gross guy that no one in town likes, they hated him so much. They sent him off into an Island, but instead, no, they, uh, that you got to punish the indentured servants because they're oh, people anyways. Right. So, um, they put them both in jail and 
Richard White manages to escape, but they see him running down the road. So they catch him. And when they catch him, they hang him immediately. They take him to the square and hang him. And Alice like freaks out and tells them, I'm pregnant. You can't hang me. And so they had a doctor come in and they, yes, she was pregnant. So the question I think really boils down to who was she pregnant to? Was she pregnant to oh. William, that gross old man? Or was she That's pregnant to her husband? It doesn't matter. So they were like, okay, fine. We won't hang you till you have the baby. So <laughs> she had like, literally she has the baby. And like a couple days later, they take her out and hang her. And um, legend has it, they they let her body hang for three days in that square because she wouldn't die. Like it wasn't a quick you know, snap. Uh, it was this slow suffocation. Uh, but now that she is like one of the most popular ghosts in town that uh, people see all the time running around this woman in rags, running around right, right square, um, asking where her baby is. Where's her baby? She's looking for her baby because she, they took her right after she hung. Oh. And, this, and the story is, is that this happens so frequently that the police are called all the time. Hey, there's a there's a woman in the square, like saying her her baby's missing, and you know you got to come down. And okay. apparently, the police department has had so many calls about it. It's kind of a hazing ritual that they do to their their the like movies. new recruits. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, you got to go down there and find out where this woman is. And so they send them to the square, and the you know they're trying <laughs> to find this woman who's looking for her baby. There's nobody there. So it's it's that common that she's seen that wow. she's like, right so like i'm dying like i want to go down there sometime and, like take a they said that she mostly approaches either pregnant women or women with children that that she's huh. like oh, do you have my baby like give me my baby back and then the sad thing is is apparently only like a couple weeks after she was hung the baby died because oh. he probably didn't get any care you know really didn't care oh, at all about it and so then that baby died too so very sad so she's forever running around the square looking for her baby just so sad because like she came here to get like this better life and this better chance and you know willing knowing full well you're gonna you're gonna be spending part of you know so many years in servitude just to get here and then they assign her to this crusty old man that no one can stand anyways and then yeah and then she does the whole town a favor by killing him they hang her so sad well they have to set that example right so I think about her all the time. She was the first woman hung in Georgia um, just for trying to, you know, I don't know. So it's super sad to me. And I think about her all the time. Like, I just think how sad. And she was just a kid herself, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Hang on a second. Hold that thought. Yeah, yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is like, it scares the hell out of me when he does that. But then I go oh, I back know. to edit the episode and it scares the oh. hell out of me again. <laughs> I know. I, I know. We have a, we have, um, we have three hairless cats, like Sphinx cats. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like a specialty breed that the breeder that we got her from was trying to create, I guess. And she was one of the first that I had got. My friend has some too. So we had just got into like these cats, like just totally had this obsession. So she was one oh. of our first that we got. And, um, her ears are like super super folded almost to the point where she doesn't even have any and then uh-huh. it makes her eyes look stupid. she looks like a little owl uh-huh. um and I thought oh god she's so cute and then we got her and then kind of as she started to grow we started noticing some bone deformities in her uh-huh. feet and like we started looking into it more and the genetics of 
of this breeding has caused this bone disease that just it's just it, it's unfortunately going to kill her at a very young age so mm. we watch that every year her little legs and her bones just get more and more sort of big you know like the elephant man it's kind of mm-hmm. like that like her back legs are getting really big and weird and so but she does that all the time too and I always think this is it this is it this is it you know you go find her it's like she can't swallow right and she makes these terrible terrible noises but she's still with us and she's been she's probably about five years old too so I got her right around the same time I started writing but yeah my poor baby so, but yeah so I I feel you don't don't even stress oh it. it like so he just yeah. turned two in August Aww. I just adopted him in March and he's 92 pounds he's a great Dane Weimariner mix <laughs> oh wow okay so, I was gonna ask what he was I thought maybe a lab but he's a great um, Dane Weimariner yeah he's a he's a giant baby and Aww. he's afraid of everything but he yep. sounds like he'll eat your face off right so <laughs> I mean, I live in like, it's like one of the top five safest cities in Tennessee. So I'm yes. really not that concerned, Right. but I'm like, man, but it is if, nice. I was, if I was trying to break into a house and I mm-hmm. heard that I would immediately mm-hmm. turn around. And oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. I had, a, um, growing up, I had a great Dane too. And it was the same thing. Like great Danes are the biggest babies you ever, and Weimaraners I know get very skittish and stuff too. So I can't imagine, yeah. but, but they look and sound scary. They oh, sure yeah. they sure sound scary so yeah, yeah. it's a it's been interesting because he he's super reactive to things so I have uh-huh. a hard time like introducing him to new dogs and stuff he yeah. does okay with smaller dogs and mm-hmm. my grandma has a little eight pound pappy on so mm-hmm. <laughs> like he tries to get him to play with him but then the second yeah. he steps he on her dog size. it's over yep 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 and he doesn't know he doesn't know his own size no he doesn't um first thunderstorm we had after I got him he sat on my chest and was like oh. shaking and I was like oh. <laughs> this isn't gonna work like okay I guess we're doing this now yeah no poor horrible. baby journey yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah if you just like hear somebody walk past the house yeah whatever yeah. anyways yeah, if I was her, I would yeah. haunt the hell out of that square too. I would too. I would too. I would like haunt that the whole city. Uh, curse it. Yeah. I'd like to say that like if something like that happened now, then they absolutely would have gone after the dude who was causing it. But you would think, right? We all but know then, how. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, you see how, how much women still get believed when they end up, you know, at court yeah. saying I'm being abused. How often that you know they get punished for striking back at their accusers so i don't know that we've come very far so maybe someday maybe someday when women are are believed and treated appropriately she will rest she'll find rest that's That's a nice thought right maybe that's what she's she's out there fighting the good fight for all of us right and i mean really thinking about it like of all the ghost stories especially ones that i've heard on here i mean Mm -hmm. how many of them are like injustice Right. For poor and women just, there. Like, yeah, exactly. Con man disappeared yeah. before the wedding or. Right. Um, yeah. She jumps yeah. off a cliff. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or she's waiting for her lost love and it's sad, yes. but it's like, yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think really struck me about her is that she really was just trying to get out of a really horrible situation. And then, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, all that. And she was so young. So yeah. very, very sad. Ugh. Now I 
personally, I'm dying to have my own experience. Like I really want to have an experience here mm-hmm. um, in Savannah. And the and I don't know, do you know the Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil? Like that movie, that book. Um, Which one? Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. It's an older one. You're probably too young. Um, but a lot of people talk about that because that took place in Savannah and it was about a uh, guy named Jim Williams who um, he was a big like sort of socialite here, uh, antique collector. He bought this house and um, restored it to its like original glory. And um, every, you know, he threw these Christmas parties that everybody um, just, you know, if you were anyone, you, you, uh, you, you went, went to this, you were invited, right? If you got an invitation to the Christmas party, you were somebody. Um, he was, he was a gay man. But as long as it wasn't talked about, you know, it was mm-hmm. okay because he was also very rich and very wealthy. And, uh, you know, so so it was sort of this, they all tolerated it because we mm-hmm. didn't talk about it. This was have been like early 80s, I would say. So um, you should see the movie. It's got John Cusack in it and Kevin Spacey plays the, plays the lead and... Um, But anyways, so he starts having this relationship with this young kind of drifter troublemaker, super young, like way, way, way too young uh, guy um, who who basically he's a gigolo. He goes out, sleeps with anybody for money, blah, blah, blah. But they start this relationship and it's a volatile relationship and um, always fighting. And this kid like will show up the kid. Obviously, you're not allowed to show up when I'm having my fancy parties because this kid is not, you know anything to write home about um Mm -hmm. and so he ends up one night after a party uh there's a scuffle there's a fight and jim williams shoots this kid and kills him and um there's this whole question about you know was it in self-defense that was what he said but you know there's lots of like not not so sure about it and uh Anyways, he is tried four times before um, he is is found innocent, but four times that um, the the court system like can't they get hung juries and all this jury miss stuff. But in the the whole thing that he Jim is doing, he hires a, a witch doctor, a, a female witch doctor like a voodoo priestess kind of a person who who does goes out and does all this like magic work at the graves and so Bonaventure Cemetery which is the big cemetery here in town the big like again one of the most haunted cemeteries in the world um she goes out and does some work on the the prosecutor's family plot um against him and then does some work against the boy that that he killed like tries to get his spirit to let let go of this and let you know Jim so he pays huge amounts of money to this woman um to yeah so then the story goes that um after he's acquitted he uh they see her come to his house a few times and there's some little disagreements and arguments at the front door because it sounds like he was he didn't pay her for her services as much as she thought and like oh, why you want to with the voodoo doctor man like right. maybe just give her her money so like there's these people see these interactions at the front door and he's upsetting her and he's not paying for it and then like i think it was only like i don't know i 
this one is off the cuff. Like I didn't even look this up before we talked. So I, this is all from memory. Okay, um, I won't but I, it might've been like three weeks, three months, like something like not very long after he's acquitted, he drops dead of a heart attack. Same room, same spot where he shot that kid. Sounds like he was tempting fate, quite frankly. Uh, right? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> with a witch doctor. Like, so yeah, it's crazy. But so you can tour, um, it's called the Mercer Williams house because uh, Johnny Mercer, like a, uh, a player like um songwriter uh famous famous like old songwriter um is buried in Bonaventure and he owned that his family owned that house and then Jim bought it so it's the Mercer Williams house and it's this big beautiful house and you can tour it but Jim's sister owns it now and you they will not talk at all about the murder they will not talk at all about the ghosts they will not talk at all about any of it like you're not allowed it's just a tour to see this beautiful southern home so you can't go on the tour and expect to get any information from it but if you watch midnight in the garden of good and evil mm. it's, it's a great i think it's a great movie and the book is really good too because the book guy was like sent so that he was a journalist and he was sent down to do a piece on Jim Williams Christmas parties and so he really was just down there to like get to know Jim and do a little piece on the Christmas party and while he was there this happened and so he got caught up in the whole thing and like so he was there with Jim and he wrote the whole story and he him and Jim made this agreement that he would write the the book of the story and and their the trials and all this but Jim had final say over everything that he put in the book and so they agreed to it right and so there was a bunch that Jim didn't want in the book and then he ends up dying like right after he's acquitted before the book gets published so John Barron the guy that wrote it went okay. back and like added stuff <laughs> was then free of that so then he could add stuff so the book is is really good too um and if you've seen the movie I still recommend reading the book because the book is more almost like going around just interviews with everyone in town because like, everybody okay. knew this guy so it's sort of a, a great and then there's this fabulous character in the, both the movie and the book um who uh who was a, a transvestite like drag queen um uh, the Lady Chablis. And she's just such a fabulous character. And she was so amazing, like just so dramatic as a character in like real life. When they when they cast the the movie, they brought her in to play herself because there's like, there's no one in the world that we're going to fight. So that is when you watch the movie, the Lady Chablis is absolutely, that is her. And then she passed away not too long. I want to say maybe like five, 10 years ago, but she was like oh, wow. a huge personality in town too. And she had her own like drag show and she was an MC for stuff. All the So she's fabulous. Awesome. Well, it's on my list now. So you got to watch it. You got to watch it. If you, if you, if you like Savannah, if you've thought about visiting Savannah, it really is a great, like sort of just entrance to, to what, what it looks like. Like when you watch the movie, it was filmed right downtown. So, oh wow. Uh, and then you get to see Bonaventure Cemetery too, which is just a beautiful cemetery. It's like so many live oaks with moss draped everywhere and these big old statues and old like just, and you know, age statues with those creepy like black, you know, lines because of the rain and the colors. Like I said, they're just so, it's just a beautiful, beautiful cemetery. And That's awesome. Yeah. 
and so yeah so she did some work there uh, at the cemetery and there's lots of great stories at the cemetery too and the and the most famous one at the cemetery are we good am i talking too much oh no you're good. talking too much girl talk away <laughs> oh, like, sorry i like talk about all this cool stuff is gracie watson and she was like a little six-year-old girl and she was the daughter of these hotel owners in town and um big big hotel lots of emissaries coming and going in savannah always stayed there so she everyone knew her like she was always out playing and everybody said hello to gracie and gracie kind of became this sort of um you know this greeter of anyone that came into town everybody knew her um and, but then uh she ended up getting pneumonia and then like a few days before easter um, when she was six years old, she died. And it was just this devastation for the whole town. And um, they paid this sculptor, this really uh, fabulous sculptor from Italy to create a likeness of her for a statue. Oh, and, wow. and supposedly when they saw it, when the dad saw the statue, like a year later, um, when it was done, he said, that's, that's her, that's her, absolutely 100% her. And so um, she's buried in Bonaventure and it's really sad kind of because the parents couldn't deal with the death and the loss and they sold the, the hotel and they left town and they ended up going like broke and dying somewhere else. And so they're buried far away. So little Gracie is, is buried by herself in the cemetery, oh. but everybody that goes to Bonaventure, it's like, if you go to Bonaventure, you have to see Gracie's grave. People leave toys there for her all the time. And, um, there, there was a, a thing that if you go out, I forget it was like the full moon in winter um if you go out at a certain like midnight or something and you touch her her statue it's warm as if it's still still alive but because so many people were doing it they put a big fence around her so she's Mm -hmm. fenced off now you can't get to her but um she is this cute cute little beautiful statue of a little girl and she looks in this like the statue looks just like the little girl from um poltergeist so yeah it's it's (laughs) yeah and then there's stories that people see her kind of running around the square that's johnson square which is where the hotel was people say they see her and then there's um there's a story from the 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 sort of like the sexton of the of the cemetery like the house at the end of the cemetery where the cemetery keepers lived um that the the women were there one night and they were sitting around playing cards and this little girl came walking up in like period dress clothes and and she stood right outside on the porch right outside the door and they were and i think two of them kind of had been or were from savannah and they knew oh my god like they knew who she was and they, oh. but they said that she looked like flesh and blood and then the other woman didn't know and she was like little girl little girl you know she's like you shouldn't be out it's cold you need to you know you should come in or where are your parents and she got up to like go go get her and they were they were like no no you know she's a ghost <laughs> and then they said that she literally just started walking backwards and just like the, and like backward the whole way back out and back to her grave so oh yeah like I mean like if you see this little girl like ghost and then she does that whole backward movement or those creepy movements that you remember in like it's like the early 2000s when all those movies came out that everybody had that weird jerky like yeah yeah like that's how I see it in my head like only back like her walking backward like ah it's creepy even live kids terrify me like I can only (laughs) if you imagine like this little the little girl from poltergeist so Ugh. but yeah so she's the most famous of bonaventure but there's a lot of like i've i've done a couple tours now of the bonaventure and heard lots of stories there's so many stories there lots of really interesting stuff 
most stories because I'm kind of a history fan um mm-hmm. so I listen to like a couple of podcasts and stuff yep. and like almost every story from like 17 1800s that involved children dying it's either mm-hmm. one extreme or the other they had 14 kids and lost eight right. or and it's just only, whatever yeah yeah or they lose one and it's yeah. like devastating and mm-hmm. they just never recover from it like there's right. no like right. in between yeah, you're right you're right there isn't but it's interesting um when I took the tour um I guess there's so because Savannah also was hit with yellow fever I think twice and so they lost like a ton um and so there's like so many children's graves there and they said that like families when kids were born would immediately sort of save up for their funeral like they would start like a saving fund because so many kids died at that in that time period and um but he said the the guy doing the tour said um which I should I should promote him because if you do come down and take a tour ever of the Bonaventure Cemetery or you want a good historical tour of Savannah Shannon Scott's tours are the tours to do Um, he's so knowledgeable and he's really great but he said um that so many kids died that usually the first one or two children that died would get this beautiful headstone you know with like you know you see the baby faces on the headstones or like some cute little but all the rest after that like there just was no money they couldn't keep paying for these beautiful monuments so a lot of times you where you see like a really beautiful headstone there's probably several other children buried in that plot that just don't even have a headstone so there's for every one of those you see there's probably four or five more kids buried that just aren't even marked and so I was like whoa because and it makes sense right like because families lost like you said so many kids yeah that they couldn't afford to keep making these really fans. So the first, like the old, like the first couple that died would get like these lovely headstones and then the rest would just get put in that Gosh. space. And but, then the rest yes. haunt because they're mad that they didn't get Right, one. that's probably <laughs> it, right? And they say, yeah, and they say, a lot of people say at Bonaventure, they hear kids giggling or like little kids playing and, and laughing. Um, that's something that people hear all the time at Bonaventure, which I, again, I've never... I've never had any ghostly experiences, but I'm dying to. I like, I want to. So I'll just keep going out and trying to find <laughs> till I do. Have you, have you ever had a, a ghostly experience? Um, it's, it always kind of seemed like this sounds ridiculous, but it always has kind of felt like there's been weird stuff, like wherever we lived growing up. Yeah. Um, my mom seems like she's pretty sensitive to stuff um my sister from like the time she started talking like the house that we lived in um it was I mean it was like a normal like two-story house that had just been used as a hunting cabin before uh-huh. um there'd been a chimney fire so it was kind of boarded up if you hit the wall you'd hear it like fall down from oh wow the yeah of the chimney fire yeah. and stuff but we had a couple of things like so my sister is she'll be 16 in January there's 19 <laughs> years between us so oh, well. I got to like actually see, you know, I was in, I was in the room for the C-section and actually got to like yeah, see her great. grow up. Yeah. Of. So it's a totally different sibling. Yeah. Experience. I bet. Um, and she was just like the most adorable little blonde headed, blue eyed girl. Yeah. And my mom woke up one night and said that she heard giggling and she saw like this little blonde head, like bouncing around the foot of the bed. Yeah. So she got up and went to check on her and make sure right. that she was in bed yeah. and she was passed yeah. out she was sound 
So um, who was and, it? Yes. Yeah. And that's what, you know, because there wasn't really any history to the house. Like we never uh-huh. found anything. Hmm. Um, she had this super cute nightlight that my grandma had gotten her. She was like, I think she was like three. And mm-hmm. my mom went in to put her to bed and the nightlight was broken. And she's like, well, what happened to your nightlight? She's like, oh, the ghost <laughs> broke it. And they're like, oh, oh God. Like, oh, God. What do you mean the ghost broke yeah. it? Like- oh, kids. I love reading. You ever read those like on BuzzFeed and stuff, like the creepy things that kids have said? Like I always get roped into that stuff. Like creepy things like ghosts say. About it. Like- yeah. When my daughter was little, she used to tell me about the shadow people. And there was like, oh yeah, the shadow people and they live out there and they, you know, and she would be like, oh, that's the man shadow person, the lady. And then their kids sometimes play on my swing set. And I was like, stop telling me about the shadow. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know? And she was just always about like, yeah, the shadow people, they live out there, you know? And you're like, they're like, well, I'm glad it doesn't scare you. Good. They can stay out, out there. <laughs> right. They live out there. They can stay out there. I'm fine with that. So yeah. God. But, yeah. No, uh, yeah. there was there was one night um I tended to stay up later than everybody else because I just don't like yeah. people it's just always been a thing I get it um, <laughs> I get it so there was um a dirt cellar that had access to the outside and then there mm-hmm. were steps that came up into the kitchen from down there and mm-hmm. I was watching tv one night and heard thumps that sounded like somebody was coming up the stairs yeah um to the point that I jumped up and ran up and woke them up and yeah. her boyfriend like grabbed a gun out of the cabinet and headed down right and exactly. was looking around and everything was locked up but there were like cans and stuff that had been knocked down off the oh. side so it's yeah. just it's been like little things like that that right. you're just kind of like what the, what the hell is that mm-hmm. but yeah. never anything like blatantly right in your and face that's- that's what I need. Like, I feel like I need that because I will be able to, like, that's just how I am. And I, I bet you're similar working in like healthcare and, and now you, you know what you're doing logical. now, like logical, right? You're going to, you're going to try to find the most logical explanation for everything. I need something that's without question in order for me to like, and I want to, I want to buy into it. I want to see something. Mm. I'll probably be scared to death when it, if, or when it happens, but <laughs> right. I really want it to happen, you know? Um, I've recorded an episode with Derek Hutchins that hasn't come out yet. And one of the questions that he asked me was, what would it take for it to be like, you know, indisputable proof that something happened? Yeah, good question. Without even thinking about it, I was like, I would have to see something like fly across the room in front of me. Like, yes, that's how I feel. I need to see an apparition. And then I I like, like pause for a second. And I was like, I feel like. I just like challenge accepted something horrible. <laughs> right. You just invited that to happen. Be like, yes, please. But yeah. And then what, and then what would you do? Like, I think that too, because I'm like, I got to see something. It would have to be right there. Yeah. Cause yeah. even if you show me a photo, like if I took a photograph somewhere and I felt creepy and I took a picture and then I looked at the picture and there was something in it, if I hadn't seen it, I will, I will come up with an excuse, yeah. but yeah, the minute I do, what am I going to do? I'll pee my pants and I'll cry <laughs> like a baby <laughs> and then I'll never be able to go back wherever it was. So do, yeah, it'll be, it'll be horrible. But like, then we'll, yeah. Are you happy now? Are you happy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, 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 I didn't, I didn't, no. Yeah. 
and he uh, he bugs me sometimes because like they say that you know animals can see yes. things that we can't see yeah so and I know obviously their hearing is better and everything mm-hmm. else so he's probably just hearing people outside but right you know we'll just be chilling on the couch and usually yeah. it's like in the middle of a scary movie that it mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. but all of a sudden he'll just lose his shit like he did yeah. earlier yeah. looking into the kitchen and oh. You know, something will like fall over or whatever. Like uh-huh. if I the dishes, something will shift in the dish drain or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, mm. could you stop? Right. <laughs> Don't tell right. me about it. If it's there, no. just let it be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, why do why you want to scare me like that? Right. Yeah. I just yeah. no. It's I it's know. definitely one of those things where it's easy to say, like with it not happening, like, oh yeah, that'd be really cool. But then it does mm-hmm. like lose your yeah. mind. What would I do? Right. Do you do, do you go on like ghost tours and do you go seeking out stuff? Do you um, do that? I would really like to give tours a shot. I don't know that I could do like mm-hmm. paranormal investigation. I don't know that I have it mm-hmm. in me to do something quite right. like that. Mm-hmm. But like a tour where there's like a bunch of other people there and that kind of thing. Right. I yeah. would definitely. And especially you know, just... being in the South, all the Civil War stuff. Right. Like, what a beast, right? That's what I think too. Like, so yeah, I did one. I I've done a couple. Like, I did an overnight one at uh, Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Mm. My friend and I went, and it was kind of cool because you you did like you started out the night with like a group, mm-hmm. and you did a group tour, and then at the end of the tour, you it was like an overnight, right? So they'd be like, okay, off you go, find your whatever room you want to sleep in. So you just go through the oh place and find a room and sleep in it. And then you were on your own for the rest of the night to explore and um, super creepy. And I was like you, I was like, oh God, like, I'm not sure if I'm built for this kind of stuff. Right. right. But I, we just still didn't see anything, but, um, but I've done a few, I did that one. And then there was one in, I can't remember the name of it. I think I want to say the Randolph asylum in Indiana somewhere that I did. And again, same, it was the same setup. Couldn't find, never saw anything. And then huh. I did a, paranormal investigation was kind of a four hour long one in the savannah theater with a paranormal group where they had all the equipment that you could like use their equipment um and it was great and there was a few times where you felt really super unsettled like oh was that a chill i just felt you know Hmm. but again it was one of those things where am i just talking myself is the placebo effect because i feel like it's they tell me it's haunted so i'm gonna feel like creepy but yeah i have yet to see or hear anything that i feel is undisputable to me um, mm-hmm. but again if I ever do I don't know how I'll react so I, <laughs> I, mean, I really want to like I feel like I need I need to know like yeah so something like I I feel like I really it's on my it's on my life list like I need I need to know I just need to know like I'm right I'm nosy like that well and especially like being in healthcare I mean mm-hmm. I feel like anybody that works in healthcare just has a totally different view of everything mm-hmm. yeah because, you know we're in such mm-hmm. close contact with it all the time yeah you feel like probably at the hospital in a hospital you feel like the veil has got to be one of the thinnest like the thinnest there right because there's so much life coming in and leaving yeah so yeah but I've never had an you know for as many times as I've spent the night in a hospital I've never had an experience either and you you hear the nurses will always tell you the greatest stories like you'll hear the greatest ghost stories from nurses especially ones who've like oh well I worked in this before like the new wing was you know uh-huh. with the old hospital before they tore it down and built this one and yeah. they will tell you like the spookiest stories and 
Yeah, but again, and and they tell it like nothing. I don't know if you've ever sat down with like nurses. Nurses will tell you like older nurses that have been at the, you know, that have seen, they'll be like, oh yeah. So oh, yeah. there was a lady, she came to the hall and she's like, we need help. We need help. We need help in room five. And then you go to room five and there's no one there. And then the lady's gone and you're, and they're like, yeah. So I saw that. And you're like, what? What? <laughs> It's like they're talking so about like, going out to dinner. Right? And that's what I tell it. Like, it was just like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you know, in the old days when there was just a couple nurses on the shift, you know, in the middle of the night in the hospital and it's dark and they would turn all the lights out. You're like, what? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? I, I think no. I would, that would be the end of my career <laughs> if, if that happened. If someone was like, I need your help, I need your help. And I run in there and she's not there and no one else is in that room. That would probably be the end of me being i'd be like all right cool I'll see you guys <laughs> yep all right i'm out of here now you guys handle yeah. uh shift yeah. change and, but yeah uh, if you yeah you want to talk ghosts talk to find an old nurse an older nurse who's who's who like if you ever worked at the old hospital before they built the new one anyone that's worked in the old hospital before they <laughs> built the new one that's the, the those are the people you want to talk to because they've got the best stories especially the night shifts right they've got the best stories creepy oh. creepy stuff yeah. Yeah, no, I was that's what so the, the hospital I worked at, it was a level one trauma center and we had 40 mm-hmm. operating rooms. So I mean there was always like yeah, crazy always stuff. something going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you'd hear people talk about like stuff falling off shelves or flying mm-hmm. off shelves mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, you're so busy all the time. It yeah, it's like, really yeah, because who who knows? You probably set it on the edge or something, right? Right. But also the live people creepy stories that happen in hospitals that's enough for me anyways like there is some crazy stuff that happens and that whole full moon thing is no no joke oh my you gosh know? having you know, you know it you know it. law enforcement yeah I right can, <laughs> you can i can, can confirm <laughs> right absolutely i used to get so afraid of like going in for call and you look up in the sky and you're like no i have an app on my phone <laughs> right it gets to that point where you look, you like, I know when the moon is full and I look at my schedule and I know, oh shoot. It's tonight, by the way. It is tonight. Is, is it tonight? I knew, I knew last night. I didn't know if it was last night or tonight, but luckily I've been off, but. Yeah, no, it was, uh, although did you see the eclipse? Because that was gorgeous. I didn't. I should have. Oh man. It was I, so pretty. I heard it. If it had happened at the same time as the full moon, I'm pretty sure that's like what unlocks oh the apocalypse or something. Right, right. <laughs> I, you know, every year we're e- eking a little bit closer and closer to it. So maybe next year's lunar <sighs> eclipse or whatever. I, I think it's what four more years or something. 2025, <laughs> I think, is one of the next ones. That seems about right. That seems, yeah, that's a year after the next presidential election. I, oh, yeah. I think that's completely reasonable. Gives it gives it plenty of time to prep. Yeah, and round yeah. up. And- good to go <laughs> yeah i bet you're right that's what it'll be because next year it'll it'll probably be the full moon lunar eclipse and a blood moon and all that yeah it'll be everything everything all at once I'm everything the mayans everything. everything the mayans predicted will come true yeah so. <laughs> yeah well, you know what cool. we should we should schedule a podcast for for that night we'll get back oh together gosh. And we'll yes. just, we'll drink our way through it and we'll tell we'll, those We'll stories. do a live stream. Yeah, we, oh, we totally should. Oh, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> right, oh my God. The next, the next lunar eclipse. Oh, that needs to be The a apocalypse thing. podcast. <laughs> you saw it here first. <laughs> yeah, you know it. We, yep. We'll get you through it. We'll go live. Yep. Oh, I think it'll be good. Yeah, no. So are, do yeah. you get into 
like a lot of the documentaries and, and I love stuff like that too. I love love history. I love history. I love documentaries. I love serial killer documentaries. <sighs> I'm shameless about that. Um, yeah. yeah, I love I love documentaries. I just love it. I love true crime documentaries and I like history documentaries and cults, cult documentaries. I love them. Yeah. (laughs) All the the weird, all the weird, all the weird stuff. What about you? What do you like? All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) This is just confirming. Like I said, after I read your Amazon profile, I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's me. Uh, Yeah. I, so I was kind of slow to get into horror in terms of like, in general um mm-hmm. i started reading stephen king when i was like eight mm-hmm. and then i went i like backtracked to goosebumps and then mm-hmm. i went back to stephen king dean coons yep. all that good yep. stuff yep dean um, but i've always been hit or miss like i go through phases as to when i can watch movies and mm-hmm. when i Same. can't <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> even like some of the documentaries or like the yeah. shock docs that discovery yeah. Plus doing yep some of those make me jump out of my skin still mm-hmm. um, but I have finally and everybody's heard this a million times but I have finally reached a point where I can watch horror movies by myself like a big girl so yeah. <laughs> I'm super proud of that until you until you saw the barbarian then you were like wait no maybe not oh, my barbarian gosh. maybe not. yeah that, and I think what makes that one let me get back on my tangent um <laughs> what makes it that much more terrifying is like I've heard stories and read articles about Airbnbs getting double booked like that and people yeah. show up and there's already somebody there or they get canceled right. the day they're supposed to go like right and I was like oh so just, many it's such a real right. yep or like secret cameras I saw one the other day like a person had had done a little thing on and they're like these are this is a secret camera that is disguised in an alarm clock and it clearly was and you're like, holy shit, like, I don't want to stay in an Airbnb because who's watching you? It's all creepy, uh, yeah. you know, and they, how, who's to keep them from like, who, like, I should write a story about like a serial killer and that's his MO, right? He rents out Airbnbs and that's it. Like how easy the people just come and they pay you to kill them because right? they're staying in your Airbnb and you're like, I'm just sneaking in and-, and- Honestly, that was one of my first theories when I was watching Barbarian the first time. I was like, this dude owns this house. I thought so. That was mine too. Double book. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> double. Oh, double book. That's how he knew. And that's where I was like, oh yeah, that's how he knew the documentary she had been working on. Like that's how he mm-hmm. knew. Cause she was like, no one watched that. And he's like, oh, I did. Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. He dug up all this info so he could say all the right things and do all the right. That was my theory going too. I knew mm-hmm. that's exactly what I thought was going on. Blew my freaking mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. So like with the, the ghost documentaries and stuff, mm-hmm. the newest tool that I've seen them use that scares the ever loving crap out of me is like the stick figure one. You know what I'm talking about? No. Where they, they go in and they record with it and it's supposed to pick up on like movements and energy or something like that. And it comes up as like, it like if you've ever just do what? It looks like a stick figure person. It kind of does. Like if no. you've ever seen somebody, um, like if they're going to do green screen work and they've got mm-hmm. them like. Yeah, the yeah. Little, so it's, yeah. That's what it kind of looks like is these little dots all connected. I got to look this up. Oh, um, that would creep me the fuck out. Like if I saw that thing start moving like a person, 
Oh no, no, no. Yeah. When no. they came out with that thing that was like the the laser dots that covered that coated the whole room in laser dots. And there's a oh. movie that they use that in. I think paranormal it's one of the paranormal. Activity. Yeah, I think yes. it's one of the I can't remember. That thing one, but... also when I saw that, I was like, yeah, no. If I saw something going on and interfering with those, that would freak me out. But no, yeah. I gotta look the stick figure guy up. It's um the one I remember most recently watching that had it in there was one of the Discovery Plus shock docs. That was the one on Ed Gein. Because <gasps> they go to the Do cemetery. You know I have Ed Gein's Cemetery Dirt in my office right now. Really? <laughs> yes, my friend and I did did a whole a whole tour of his his town and like and we went to his his grave and we got some of the dirt because I was oh like, oh my gosh, I have some of his dirt and I have dirt from Edgar Allan Poe's grave. So oh I went God. on this I went on this kick where I was gonna like collect dirt and then I was like, this is this is just asking for problems. <laughs> you've got to stop like this is not a cool hobby to develop so those are the only two because I was like man that ain't right (laughs) so I'm not gonna think you're okay at the beginning of the year I was I had started doing a different podcast we were doing movie reviews and stuff Uh and we did the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre and we had a guest on who was a friend of my friends that I was doing the podcast with and we did a giveaway for it and he had gone and he had four vials of cemetery dirt and I was like yeah oh and she's like well you know do you want to enter for this and I was like no no I Mm -hmm. don't want to bring that into my house Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I know I was like this has got to stop you this is not cool and you know like I'm sure you know like he doesn't have a headstone because people chipped it off so much that he doesn't even have a headstone. Now you just know where it's at and you got to dig, you, you dig up the dirt. And then when you go there, it's really cool. Cause it looks like somebody has a dog <laughs> that has been there, you know, cause all these little dog holes everywhere around his grave. Oh like one oh, of these times it's going to just cool. erode down to uh, his bones. They're going to like unbury him. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to make a lamp out of his femur. <laughs> Karma's a bitch. Anyway, right. Yeah. Like, goes around comes around at gain right I just I <laughs> oh my god my brain just like died sorry <laughs> oh like how cool of a story would it be for someone to collect dirt from graves like that and then they just yeah. like merge into this like oh you know oh you know what you could do so you, you know golems right like the the how you create yeah, a golem yeah. like out of clay right and then you yeah. you you put your little message that that the magic word that makes them your servant in their mouth like what if you collected all this grave dirt and, like mixed it up and made a golem out of like oh serial God. killer grave dirt and then yeah that's a good one that's oh, a good shit. One. and then the golem would not probably do what you wanted it to do at all it would go crazy and become its own oh yeah beast. there would be no controlling that yeah that's what you should do don't if anyone ever does it like I'm not to blame for putting that out there. <laughs> like if anything, sure. don't do it. It's a really bad idea, I think, to make like a golem or a voodoo doll out of grave dirt. Oh, yeah, that seems like a horrible idea. That's definitely a, a warning sticker I'm going to put on this podcast. <laughs> right? Do not attempt these things at home. It's like the beginning of Jackass. Yeah, right. Yeah, perform by every all these crazy (laughs) ideas they've come up with. Do not, do not. Oh God, yeah, that would be yeah. And I there was a show on Netflix a few years ago. I think I did one or two seasons. It was Dark Tourism. Uh huh. Goes. Did you watch it? No, you know there is an episode on that on 
I think Dark Tourism is the one on Grace. They have one on Gracie uh, from Bonaventure, I think. Oh. Is that the one that has like Linda Blair in it? Like she um, from The Exorcist, was she, does she host some of them? No, oh, no, 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 no. It's a I know Dark Tourism is the guy. I have yeah. seen, yeah. I saw the one where he went to like a, yeah, I've watched a few of his, yes. Yeah, they have like, you know, the people that like collect John Wayne Gacy's paintings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I'm just like, yeah. Oh, there can- is a, there's a museum called Graveface Museum here in Savannah. That's another thing. And he, he has like a whole, like a bunch of like serial killer stuff and cult stuff that he's collected. Over. But he has a giant, giant Gacy like exhibit. And he uh, has all kinds of info and he's actually writing, working on a book right now on, on Gacy. Oh, so wow. he has a ton of his stuff there. There's, so. um, cause I'm, I'm not too far from like Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, the whole mm-hmm. touristy. Oh yeah, thing. cool, cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have the Alcatraz Crime Museum over oh, there yeah. and they oh, have yeah. uh we went it was like two years ago i think that i went oh god no it's almost three years now um but they had ted bundy's car they had one of john wayne gacy's clown costumes really? yeah um, they had um it was somebody's they had a couple of somebody's teeth and i can't yeah. remember whose teeth they were check it out and then like one of Manson's guitars. Whoa. Just like go. I would, I would I when I I remember visiting that. I've visited Pigeon Ford Gatlinburg a few times. Uh-huh. And I remember seeing it thinking, eh, that's kind of mobby mob stuff. When you think Alcatraz, I don't know why it just makes me right. think mob. And that's just nothing. I've never really gotten into mob history and maybe I should because yeah. I think they did some crazy stuff too, but it's just never really been something that piqued my interest. So I always thought, ah, it's just mob stuff. But now that I know that, now I have to go because oh, yeah. that's probably not too far from us. Huh? They have uh, not too far from there. They have a lot of really cool stuff in there. Um, yeah. The worst part was that I had just had knee surgery like two days before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it is not crutch friendly. Oh, I bet. So- <laughs> By the time we like wrapped it up, because I had some friends who had originally come into town for my birthday Mm -hmm. and I had knee surgery the day before my birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, well, we still have to get out and do stuff. You guys came all this way. Yeah. We got home and my leg was like twice the size. Oh, yeah. I was Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, maybe this wasn't the best idea. (laughs) Yep. I, I did that. I did that once in Philadelphia. I went, I had a, like a stress fracture. I was trying to like an idiot train for a marathon with like zero like just decided one time I'm gonna I'm gonna run a marathon because it's on my bucket list too and I just like I'll just start running like I don't know anything (laughs) and I got a stress fracture like an idiot so I had a boot on and I went to the Mütter Museum which is like the medical like curiosities and stuff and I did the same thing as you I got home and like put (laughs) took the boot off and I'm like oh (laughs) very bad I should not have done that I was supposed to look like that and I ended up having to like get driven through the freaking airport in a wheelchair um, I was like all embarrassed like oh, so embarrassed don't get me I always wanted yeah. to see um I can't remember now what it was called but it was a traveling exhibit and they captured like people donated their bodies to it and then they oh, would yeah. isolate the, like the different the nervous system and yep yep, all that. yep and it was called bodies yep yes Oh, mm-hmm. I always wanted to go to that. I saw that. That was good. It's good. They plasticize everything. Yeah. Yes. Do they still do it? I I mean, I think so. Okay. I think there might be a, a 
I could be wrong, but I think there was like for a long time, one, um, at Vegas kind of, you know, how they'll do those oh, residency yeah. type things. So something like that, but yeah, I know. Oh. I'm sorry. We're running way over. I just, uh, oh, psh, it's fine. Um, the one that I'm putting out tomorrow morning, cause I, I aim for like an hour. Um, the one for tomorrow morning is an hour and a half long. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I know what happens. You end up talking forever. Um, so I pull up my phone to look and see like if it's still running and I'm a little offended because now I have a spam text message. that says get slim today.net. Oh, you gotta love it. And I love it. they're like, Hey, rude. <laughs> it is rude. Like, stop who it. are you? Right. <laughs> How do you know? I'm not already as slim as I want to be. That's right. Damn it. Um, okay. Bodies exhibit. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. Well, look at that. It's in Paradise, Nevada. Oh, well, there you go. Paradise. Wow. <laughs> Ta-da. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I like going and seeing weird stuff like that, too. I've been like the Mothman Museum in West Virginia, which you can't, you're probably not too, too far from that one, right? Um, I think just a few hours. I was actually supposed to go this year, and then mm-hmm. my work schedule is trash. So yeah. I got stuck. Um, but yeah, my cl- yeah. So where are you with like cryptids and stuff? Does that all- you know I don't really I mean they're fun and cute but I don't really buy into any of it I'll, I'll be honest I don't believe in any of you don't think Bigfoot like, is like coming through yeah. alien portals and yeah like <laughs> that's why we haven't found yeah. anything right yeah <laughs> I mean I have I wrote a story that uh about the Mothman uh an origin story only instead of a man it's actually a woman he's like why also is everything a man like do you ever notice that every cryptid is a male right anything is mothman it's ant-man you know i mean ant-man is a marvel character but whatever but i'm sure it's always right bigfoot is considered i mean they're they don't ever portray bigfoot as anything but masculine right so why are all the cryptids men so yeah i wrote a a origin story for mothman but only made it a woman and that comes out in a book that's awesome uh, like a short story collection next year but uh my claim to fame with Mothman is that the Mothman movie with Richard Gere, which was a total bomb, I know, but was filmed in my hometown of Kittanning, Pennsylvania. So, oh wow, yeah. So that's my that's my claim to fame with Mothman. That's why I have a a, a little bit of a I'll forgive Mothman. I'll yeah, like, but um, yeah, but I still like you know I love to hear about cryptids and I love to hear create because there's some crazy stories like i i heard your podcast on the frogman the frogman oh, yeah. and i listened to that one <laughs> yeah like i love that kind of this is so ridiculous like oh, i hilarious. love it so much i really love that one too i really want to look more into the frogman because that was fascinating i never heard of it and i was like i like frogs so i was all about that one that oh was my gosh yeah. yeah i went out i went to pet smart the next day to buy food for the horse <laughs> and uh I found, I was walking down the toy aisle and they had a frog and I was like, guess what, buddy? Like you have a new toy. A <laughs> yeah. Because now I like frogs. So, right. yeah. so he yeah. has since he likes to chew bits and pieces off. So now he's mm-hmm. like lost a leg. He is yeah. one legged frog man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been the most fun of like doing this is because there's just all these cool little stories like that. Yeah. that you don't, you don't hear right yeah like I'd never heard of frogman like there's um one in hold on I'm gonna yell at my husband Matt yep. what's the what's the one in Wisconsin that that dra- dragony like guy hodag. the hodag he's called a hodag and he's like this he looks like this short-legged 
long like he's got kind of like a Chinese dragon looking face but he's sort of a lizard and um what town is that it's just yeah northern with somewhere in northern wisconsin my husband was born and raised in the upper peninsula of michigan and so he knows all that stuff but yeah so uh i remember going to that town and buying a sticker and they have a little museum too so i got like a face a face mask from their museum and then like the hoda (laughs) come on it gets this a ridiculous looking thing like what did these things come from like who makes them up and then they just stick you yeah. know, like a frog with a, wasn't it? Didn't she say about sometimes having a cigar or something in his mouth? Magic wand. He had a magic, oh, magic wand. Oh, that was it. A magic, a sparking magic wand. I was like, oh my God, little frog man walking around. Like, and then it just, it sticks for some reason. These crazy, yeah. crazy things, they stick and they keep getting told. And then the town is super proud of it. Like, I yeah. love it. I love that towns embrace stuff like that. So Right. They gotta have some fun. Like, I think it's fun. I don't believe in cryptids. I don't think they exist, but I uh-huh. think it's fun. But I'm more open to, like, ghosts and stuff. I yeah. Like. Yeah. Paranormal, like, ghosts. I'm not sure. I- I'm ambiguous about aliens. I'm not sure where I stand on that, but. Mm-hmm. I am, like, hoping yeah, that right? aliens are a thing Please. and i hope Please. that i get abducted and rescued at some point <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes i hope there is intelligent life out there that's 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 got it figured out that can come and get us out of here or get us Please. out of save us from this mess yes. but uh yeah that's all yes that's all we can hope for yep um so this oh my gosh i'm trying to think so i basically like went nuts and just tried to schedule everything as soon as i could especially mm-hmm. because I didn't want to have to like try and record about over the holidays and stuff. Yeah. So I think this will be coming out in like January. Great. Um, okay. So are there any projects in particular that you've got coming out or any new releases that? You so, about? well, today being when it comes out, this will be already in the past. Um, today, I have a story that comes out in an anthology called Into the Forest, um, Tales from the Baba Yaga. And so it's based on the Baba Yaga witch anthology and folklore. So I have a story in that, which is super, super cool. And it's been getting a lot of like, there. It's um, I think it's all women authors too. I have to look, I'm almost certain, which I love. I love all women horror authors. Mm -hmm. And it's all the different, like Baba Yaga is another kind of, I mean, maybe kind of a cryptid, sort of like a folk folk bitch and um you know sometimes she's really good and she's like a a a hero to women and she is a helper to women and sometimes she eats kids and sometimes it's kind of cool like all these different like aspects of of this same story that gets Mm -hmm. told so um all the stories in it just it's kind of neat that like no one we didn't everybody in it wrote their story and sent it in you know no one talked to each other but Mm -hmm. it worked out like the editors are amazing that they picked stories that kind of showed every aspect of her like all the different ideas behind the Baba Yaga so um yeah so I wrote one which is that one of my favorites that I've ever written it's called Stork Bites that's in that one and when Mm -hmm. I wrote it it was imagining a world where Roe v. Wade had been overturned when I started writing it and then by the time I had edited it it actually had been oh, and god. I was like oh my god I wrote a you know how can Baba Yaga help you <laughs> when no one else can and then it actually happened so Ugh. yeah so yeah yeah 
So I'm proud of that one though. I really like that story. So that is the one. And then um, I have one that a, a novella that came out earlier this year that that's my, my most recent like work on my own that I've been pushing. And that one is called um, Three Days in the Pink Tower. And it is a fictionalized account of when I was 17, I was kidnapped and raped actually. And, uh, and it was the 30th anniversary of that coming up just this past June. And I knew it was coming and it had been like, really, you know, it was something that I had like lived through and worked through and, um, you know, kind of put in my past, just kind of one of those things. It's like a box of things in your closet that every once in a while you just pull out and look at and think mm -hmm. about and then put it back you know and it had been one of those things but the idea that it was a 30 year anniversary 30 years ago god you know and I thought it's time to really get this out of my system just purge it and and so I thought I'm gonna write a I'm gonna write a story about it and just kind of change the, like this idea that what happened to me is still my story. You know, what happened mm -hmm. to me is mine and it belongs to me. And if I want to change the ending and I want to change what happens to the men who did that to me, I absolutely can. And right. my story, right. I own it. And yeah. that's what they gave me. So they gave me the right to do that. Um, and so I did it and I was really excited. So I wrote it kind of in the tarot mythos. So I used the tower card, like being this horrific event that changes your life, you know, as sort of my, the centerpiece of it. And I use the, the, the mythos of like this old fortune teller from a carnival kind of giving the young protagonist sort of my, my avatar, right. Um, giving her this horrible reading, this spread of cards with sort of, but the spread ends up being sort of a guidance for her to get through. So each card guides her through a particular moment in the book until the very end, which is kind of the, um, justice card sort of and that it it kind of guides her back through the whole process and and out the other side and uh -huh. so yeah another one that I'm super proud of like it that one is obviously very close to my heart um I, there's a lot of fictionalization in it um but it's also kind of kind of my gift to any woman who's ever been through anything shitty, you know, whether it's that or something else or really anyone, not just women. I mean, anybody that survived some horrible trauma, this sort of my gift to you is that look at this. You can, you can do this and take what you've been through and what you survived and you can just do whatever the hell you want with it because it's yours. Someone gave it to you and yeah. now you've been carrying it, right? make something else with it, make it go away, you know, retell your story. So that yeah. was my idea. Like, Hey, this is yours and you can do what you want with it. And so that's kind of what I wanted to do with it. And I was really happy with how it turned out. I'm really proud of it. So huh. um, I'll be hawking that one for a little while. I'm working on one right now. That is my very first ghost story. I've never told a ghost, never done a ghost um, book yet. So mm -hmm. I'm working on a, on a sort of a haunted house, um, story that takes place in Savannah right now. So um, hopefully, I don't know if it, I don't know when, you know, it will come out because a lot of times that's up to the publisher, how, you know, where it gets up in the queue, if it'll be out next year or not, but I will be happy to, to let you know and let your listeners know when it comes out. Yeah. Um, Cause I also do and we'll... reviews and author interviews. Oh, oh awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. We'll, we'll chat more. Heck yeah. Um, oh man. That like, Hits me right in the soul. All right. Like, like, I don't, I don't talk about it very much. Um, I was in an abusive relationship when I lived in California. 
and tried to kill me twice and mm. finally like got out and I you know I was 2700 miles away from like everybody I knew yep um and even the day I left like and I understand now that I work in law enforcement I understand why things happened the mm-hmm. way they did in terms of their mm-hmm. response and stuff like that um but like that day itself was almost as traumatizing as like the few months even though it feels like it was a lifetime but it was just a few yep. months um it and this year was six years since it happened mm-hmm. and I realized like two days after that it was the first year that I didn't spend that whole day like think like I didn't realize right. until afterwards yeah. that yeah and I was like it's oh, a, holy shit like yeah is it that- takes it takes a while right and then it does really truly become this box of stuff that you put in your in your closet and occasionally walk in and you happen to see it out of the corner of your eye and you're like you know I'm gonna open this and look at it because you have to yeah but but you get to a point where I can put the lid back on it and and put it back in there for another day and Mm -hmm. that's great when you get to that point because that's when you can really start like okay I'm gonna do I'm gonna do something else with that box and whether it's you know, throw it in a bonfire and burn it and never think about it again. Or whether it's, you know, I'm going to put this into a new collage of some kind of piece of art. You can Mm. do that too. And, and you survived, right. You walked away and, and kudos to you. And, and yeah, that's yours now. All those things. That's not, it doesn't belong to that person that abused you. It doesn't, they have no right to it anymore. Right. They forced it upon you and it's yours. And the small satisfaction he looks like hell now and I have <laughs> right. only gotten cuter because you walk yeah exactly because you walked away from all that and he's wallowing in his his own evil and horrible. you walked away and you what her did you say horrible her? no so oh was, I thought you said her I was like oh my god so sorry oh, no. I should not have assumed um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I thought you said he and I was like wait maybe she didn't know oh my god yeah yeah no, or, and, yeah so he can like wallow in it and drug issues just, too yeah so. Right. So he's just going to continue. And that's exactly the same with these two. I, I think like it, it has been 30 years. So I no longer get the updates of what happened. Like I've only got that for so long when they went to jail and things. One, I know just continually gets himself thrown back in jail. And the other one I think might be dead, but yeah, they, they didn't do anything with their life because that's what they chose to, to surround themselves with that kind of aura. And that's what they get. We, Mm -hmm. We walked away from it and this is what we get. We get to make art or do whatever we want with it. Yeah. And I'm actually trying to use that somehow for Nano Remo. Um, mm-hmm. So, but of Good course, I've been kind of busy. It's hard and you'll do it. You'll do it when it's time and you'll do it when you're ready. And it will be this beautiful, beautiful piece and you'll be so proud. And, and I can't wait. I hope you share it. And then I will turn it into something horror where he dies a horrible, gruesome death. That's the and, beautiful uh, <laughs> thing. Like, I'm super proud of what I did with that. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to get you guys. Like, oh, I'm going to get you back. You know? Because when you find that strength and you find that ability to, like, put the lid back on the box and slide it away, then you know you're strong enough to do whatever you want with it. And that, yeah. and yeah, and then you can really get them back. And that's called karma. It's like my favorite part of horror. Like, Mine too. you can take something as Revenge. simple as, like, a bad day at work. Yes. And just like turn it into something. Absolutely. It's, it's lovely. It is therapy. Um, and I will also get a link or get a list of your socials and stuff. So okay, I yeah. Yep, I'll send them. Yeah, you and stuff. Yeah, I'll send them or Erin will have them for you if she yeah. Because I'm really terrible about keeping track of those things. But yeah, I can I'll send them. 
<laughs> struggle. Well, I have to have somebody else to help me. <laughs> it's been, so I have, I've been trying to post my reviews and stuff to my Facebook page mm-hmm. and I probably haven't posted there in like a month, but I feel like Facebook just doesn't get the same traffic that like. Agree. Twitter I, yeah. Twitter I mean, and TikTok is coming up and Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. Like, I'm really torn about Twitter right now because Elon Musk is just a jackass. And I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm I on there. Like, so hard at all these people who are like going yeah, to oh, that are totally trolling him. I love like, it. Who is has spent any amount of time on the Internet and doesn't understand that that's yeah. what's going to happen? Yeah, like, he's just this. Yeah. You open that door to people and they're yeah. gonna strut right through it. Like, <laughs> absolutely. You're just, you ask for it. So that's what yes. you get. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. But yeah, no, I very much appreciate you coming yeah. on. It was this an awesome fun. chat. So fun. And yeah. We will definitely be in touch. Um, okay. For sure. Lunar, uh, lunar eclipse. Yes. <laughs> drink a thon. Put it in my calendar right now. We're going to drink our way through the apocalypse. That's right. Um, on live yeah, stream. Cool. Okay. Well, cool, um, definitely. And I'll, once, it gets to be about time to post this. Um, okay. I'll give you a heads up. Yeah, let me know. And Aaron right around that time too. Um, and okay. I will definitely be reading your stories and Yay. emailing you to be like, oh my God, that was amazing. Yeah. So, let me know what you think for sure. Even yes. if you hate it, let me know. I will. And Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Yes. You gotta, you gotta yeah. check it out. Check out. I, I would definitely say watch the movie first. The book okay. is, is a bit of a, I think it's a little bit of a slog because it's just if you see the movie then you can kind of picture these characters in your head and then it becomes I think a little more interesting that's just me I will take your advice I trust your advice very good okay awesome check out your movies I um very much appreciate you and yeah like I said I'll I'll definitely be in we'll be in touch right sounds good all right you have a good rest of your night you too too.